0: For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, your home for all things outdoors in the Badger State. I'm your host, Josh Raley, and I'm recording this intro on May 2nd. The episode should drop tomorrow, and I gotta tell you, May is one of my absolute favorite months here in Wisconsin. Um, You've got lots of stuff to do outside. The weather's turning nice. You've got turkeys to chase. You've got trout to chase. There's lots of uh, great hiking. It's a great time to camp, great time to get outside with the family. So, by far, one of my favorite months of the year. Right up there with November, which, hey, November is tough to beat because I love chasing whitetails. It's probably my uh, primary outdoor passion. But yeah, absolutely love the month of May. Speaking of turkeys, though, I've had a chance to get out here uh, in the last week. I had a Season B tag. And I think I mentioned in last week's episode that tag was burning a hole in my pocket. I did not have to wait long. I got out on the opening morning of season B, and my season lasted all of about two hours. And I had a nice, uh, a nice Tom on the ground, a double-bearded Tom. I've never shot a double-bearded Tom before, but uh, I got one. And then my buddy Pierce, who was on a couple of weeks ago, he had some success uh, yesterday, I believe it was. And so we're going to bring you those stories in an upcoming episode, hopefully next week's episode, actually and share a couple of the things that we did to to get turkeys on the ground for us in season B. We've got a great episode for you today. I'm joined by Isaac Smith of Vector Arrows. You may remember Isaac. I had him on the show a while back, a couple of months ago. Uh, Vector is based right here in the state of Wisconsin, and they make some of the best, highest quality hunting arrows on the market and soon to be available to you. Some of the best broadheads on the market. I was able to take a peek at some of this new gear while I was down at Vector's shop, and I think the Vector broadheads are an absolute no-brainer. I will certainly be shooting them next fall. Super, super impressed with them. Uh, Yeah, so I wanted to have Isaac come back on. He had kind of shared in in the last episode that we did together that there were some things in development and that I should check back in, so I did. And when I checked back in, there were a couple of um, new products ready to be unveiled And that's a lot of what we talk about in this week's episode. But before we get into my conversation with Isaac, I have a few housekeeping things. Number one, if you're not already, please like, share, subscribe, follow us in all the right places, Instagram, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is. Uh, Yeah, go in there and leave us a review as well. Really helps us out. Share this podcast with others that you think might dig what we are doing, fellow outdoorsmen and women here in the state of Wisconsin. And uh, yeah, you can help us continue putting out relevant Wisconsin-based content by heading over to our Patreon page and supporting us there. Last but not least, I mentioned that I would have some big news to share in this week's episode, and here it is. The Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast is now brought to you by Tacticam, makers of the best action cameras on the market for hunters and anglers. They're the new title sponsor of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, and I could not be more pleased to partner with Tacticam. They're on the cutting edge of making user-friendly cameras to help the everyday outdoorsman share your hunt with friends and loved ones. Uh, they also make the Reveal cell camera, which you, if you like trail cameras, certainly you've heard of the Reveal by now. It sort of took the market by storm, uh, really upped the game for quality cellular trail cameras at a price point that's in reach for the everyday guy. And uh, one of the areas that Tacticam really shines to me is uh, with their mounts and adapters that are, uh, you know, made specifically with the sportsman in mind. If you tried to film your hunts or your other outdoor pursuits, maybe some fishing, you know that it can become really, really frustrating uh, to try to get your action camera aimed just right, or get it attached to your weapon, or get it, uh, you know, angled just right so that you get that good second angle. And Tacticam makes all of that a breeze with their accessories and mounts. If you're not already familiar with Tacticam head over to their website tacticam.com right now they've got a 50% off sale going for all of their fish eye cameras and fish eye accessories it's a steal of a deal share your hunt with tacticam i'm really looking forward to having someone from tacticam on in the next couple of weeks to chat more about what all they have to offer but in the meantime you can head over to their website check out everything that they do there tacticam.com now with all that out of the way, let's jump into today's episode talking all things Arrows and Broadheads with Isaac Smith of Vector Arrows. Joining me for this week's episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast is Isaac Smith from Vector Custom Shop. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. We're sitting live in uh, in your shop where all the magic happens.
1: Yeah, this is kind of the, there's two sides to the shop. Um, maybe 40 yards apart in this uh in this rental complex so we've got the shop a couple of units down and then we just added this unit for all of our uh tinkering and development so you know we're we've, we're building machines that fletch arrows we're shooting videos in here we're doing a little bit of everything and uh and my three-year-old son is joining us as well because mom's sick, so. Hey, I hear you, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're going to have yep. a little bit of help today.
0: This is real life. That's man. right. Real life. Hey, I was this close to bringing my three-year-old daughter, so. Oh, uh, that would have been good. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. man, can Next you imagine? Time. We wouldn't have gotten anything done. No. It would have been, <laughs> been crazy, but yeah. anyway. Well, man, for those who maybe didn't catch the first time that you came on the podcast, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and Vector Custom Shop?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, man. Um appreciate it thanks for thanks for giving me the chance to to share because uh we are in wisconsin where our shop is in milton um we we're vector arrows is uh kind of the name we're trying to get to instead of vector custom shop even though it's all over everything but yeah yeah. um vector is kind of part tech company part software solution part hardware so yeah we make arrows uh but but we uh, are completely direct to consumer, no retail, um, and every set of arrows gets shipped, fully assembled, built to your specs. So the idea kind of came from, you know, years years ago, I was just building arrows for myself, building arrows for my, my friends, and then started to, um, you know, build them for friends of friends and kind of charge them. And, and I developed this process um, of what I really, paid very close attention to when building an arrow and and really you know the the process um i evolved into just pulling up a software like archer's advantage or pinwheel plugging in their numbers and then uh, building a set of arrows off that you know completely built and i i wouldn't even have to really be in person with them to see how it flew or anything but like there are softwares that do the math and compound bows are so repeatable, so consistent um that you can build a really good flying arrow in a computer. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. a weird thing because, you know, um coming from you know the days of recurves and compounds that were less consistent, um you know, that wasn't possible. But they're just machines now, you know. You plug in a couple numbers, draw length, draw weight, what's your broadhead weight, but what bow are you shooting? That's all we need to know on the website to build you the ideal set of arrows for hunting you know so um so we launched you know um with a very very minimal version of that tool on the website take in a couple metrics and then it would do the math on the website for you to figure out what arrow you should be shooting and it'll tell you the weight and the foc and things like that
0: yeah that's one of the things that i've really loved about you guys is is that tool on your website i mean it's 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 fantastic. I you can go as far as you want, sure. When it comes to archery, and yeah. there are a couple things in this life that I love to nerd out on, and mm-hmm. uh, archery is just not one of them. Like, <laughs> but it, it's a lot to do with the way that I was raised, sure. right? Like, my bow is a tool, my yeah. rifle is a tool. Um, yep. I don't go online and obsess about hammers, and and I, I kind of <laughs> don't do the same thing when it comes to like what makes a good arrow. Sure. But at the same time, I walk into a big box store, let's say, and I'm picking out arrows. And typically, like the the motivating factor was price, yeah, <laughs> you know, or hundred percent, or which one was the least overwhelming when I went to right. make the decision, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I remember going in and picking out like 55, 75s or. I don't even know if that was the right one, but you know what? They'll shoot out of my bow and I can get it figured out. But yeah, when I find a tool like you guys have, and you can go in and plug that in spits out, here's exactly what you need. That removes a lot of the guesswork for a guy like me that doesn't want to um, go through that whole process of, of what it seems like a lot of folks these days buy you know, 10 different arrow brands and different shafts and they cut them all to different lengths and they have 20 different broadheads that they're going to shoot and test they're going to spend their whole summer doing that before they decide on what they want to go with and I'm like bro I don't have that I don't have that time. Yeah
1: I don't don't either (laughs) (laughs) not anymore I'm building everyone else's arrows I can't do it for myself but uh, but honestly that's part of the (laughs) it's a funny point to make I guess is I use it too like I don't do any extra tinkering other than what we literally put in to make that algorithm work and now all of us here, we do the same thing. We just plug in our numbers and that and, and, uh, sub, you know, submit an order through the site and pick them up at the, at the <laughs> shop door. And, uh, that's how we get our arrows. Like, you know, we trust it, you know, to the extent that we, we use it and we're, we're pretty picky, I guess. So yeah, yeah. at this point, you know, been that's awesome. Uh, we we do a lot of tinkering, but not for, not for fun. I mean, it's, it's, More, I'd say, development, you know, yeah, Uh, understanding how to make that tool as accurate as humanly possible, you know.
0: Yeah, and I'd say by the looks of this shop, there's quite a bit of tinkering going on right now, including a couple of things that are sitting in front of me that we're going to talk about. You guys are looking into some really, really cool stuff. What's what's new since the last time we talked?
1: Man, okay, when was that? Maybe
0: in the life of Vector in in general.
1: We'll get to the new products, but, like, what's new in in, uh, Vector world? Sure, so... um. Man, since the last time we talked, I think we put up a new website. I think we um started talking about some new products that we're working on, um, including arrow model number two and um broadheads that we've been making. Um now everything's moving to a new component system. So we're moving away from a two-piece insert outsert to a single piece um one piece component. We call it the OPC, the one piece component. <laughs> Dude, That's cool. And that just, uh, that helps arrows spin straighter with your broadhead and uh, better adhesion on the shaft. It solved a lot of the problems that we were having with, um, the, the two piece system that we were using. So it was, it's hard to get those to spin straight yeah. right out of the box. Yep. And, uh, <clears throat> people pulled them out on the targets a lot. Cause that insert doesn't have a lot of surface area to glue to the shaft. So, uh, maximizing surface area for adhesion was a big deal. So, and it's, and it's just way stronger. Like any, anytime you have two pieces, um, pressed together, you are compounding tolerances and, um, giving, giving that component more opportunity to bend. And since yeah. so often for weight reasons, we had to use aluminum. That was a big deal. So, yeah. So going to one piece is, I mean, that's a big deal for yeah. us. It's going to be, it's going to help us on the back end a lot, support customers better. And then uh, broadheads, um, there's kind of two, two big developments with broadheads. Uh, first on, on the higher end, we are working with Iron Will, uh, who in my opinion has made a unbeatable broadhead mm. Um they're, They, they, there's a sticker shock, um, element absolutely for uh, a lot absolutely. of, a lot of us, uh, you know, for a long time, I thought it'd be really fun to shoot iron Will heads because of the outstanding reviews. Cause you know, the, um, bill who, who founded and designed, um, all the products, like he's an engineer. He spent, I think eight years or something like that on just this broadhead before he ever sold one. Wow. Um, and he's a, he's a mechanical engineer by trade and a very good one. Um, so, you know, it, I, I think he made the perfect fixed head flies amazing. I mean, they're unbreakable. I've, I've shot like six, seven animals with one head with very light touch up. So, wow. you know, uh, they might look expensive at first glance, but how much would it cost you in broadheads to shoot six, seven deer, pigs, turkeys, yeah. you know, Yeah. whatever yeah. the, you know quantities of each it was i forget but um that was two years ago and it was you know same head a little bit of touch up you can pull the blades off and sharpen them very easily um and you know that's how it makes sense of the investment you know I, be, I get a fresh set of six or nine heads every two three years you know yeah and then uh and i can practice with them nice and then touch them up go hunt and you know, not ever worry about how my arrow's going to fly, putting broadheads on and hitting the woods in the fall. Like, you know, that can be a, that can be a wake up call sometimes. And it used to be, I guess for me is I'd shoot field points all summer and feel like I'm just dialed, you know? Oh yeah. And then you slap any broadhead on. Um, and and I shot mechanicals for a long time too. And sometimes it was still just a little wonky or, you know, I had a lot to learn about tuning and stuff, I guess, but I like to practice with broadheads. Um, so we are working with Iron Will. We're going to have um, our two arrow shafts, the HMR and the ZMR will be available with Iron Will components. Okay. And uh, Bill is helping us make sure that people get the arrow that he would want them to get too. Oh, nice. So okay. he's, he's got more of a hand than, you know, making us a dealer for components, but he's really helping us with uh, what vein orientation works best with his heads, things like that. Um, and he's, he's a Western hunter. He's out in Colorado and that, that, uh, that ZMR arrow is kind of our purpose built arrow for Western hunters. Yeah. So it, it made sense to have somebody who was out there like living the life, you know, shooting, shooting Western game, you know, with an arrow every year, a part of the process, the design process. So, um, so that, that pushes the price point up to around three hundred bucks a dozen, whereas um the vector components with this new one piece component, um, you know, really almost indistinguishable in uh in many ways, but that'll be closer to like two hundred bucks a dozen. Okay. Um so we're, we try to make things as affordable as possible for the amount of, that goes into it. Like um if you go, you know, pay a hundred bucks for half a dozen arrows at Dick Sporting Goods Um, you still have to find an arrow saw somewhere or, um, you know, I, I used to hacksaw in my basement for many years Mm. and didn't realize what I was giving up in just tolerances. And, and, you know, it did the job for me at, at 20 yards in Wisconsin, you know, but I, you know, in the pursuit of a little better performance, I got an arrow saw, I got, you know, some, you know, fancy squaring jig, like all these things. and. And yeah, and it had a learning curve and I wasted a lot of material going through arrow shafts and components and glue and and Trying to figure out how to you know Finish building a box of fletched arrows that I got from from a sporting goods store. So Yeah, there, there's just a learning curve. We're trying to cut that down for people you know, we've got the fancy saws and you know get everything square and uh and it's, it's, it comes to you fully built and you just put on your head, field point, broad head, whatever weight you indicate on the, on the website when you order and it should fly great. Um, and you know, I, even till fairly recently, I was very skeptical about, you know, how many people are really getting perfect arrow flight yeah. out of this. Yep. Um, but now after finishing our first full season, we did find that, um, in reviewing data from customers it was about one in two thousand customers can't get their arrow to flag it really yeah so um if if you're having trouble with arrows um and ben our uh support guy might hate me for saying this but even if you're shooting different arrows (laughs) and you're like i really want to get some vector arrows um but i'm having this weird issue right like send info at vector shop.com, the email, um, a slow-mo video from your iPhone. Nice. Okay. Somebody yeah. over your shoulder. So seeing the arrow flight and, uh, we can, uh, we can tell you if, if a good set of arrows will fix your problem, or if you need to visit the shop, get, get a tune up. <laughs> Interesting. So you can kind of
0: do a little bit of diagnostic work
1: from yeah. just a little video. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very, it's, less so now with like what i was saying about modern compound bows but it's a very manual process right to get things tuned and trued up yeah you know but for me like my my tuning process has evolved into making sure my bows inspect and then building building arrows through our website yeah. and that's pretty much all i all i do anymore i guess yeah like make sure my rest is, is centered to the manufacturer's specs Uh, make sure brace height and ata is right you know there's some basic timing stuff you got to pay attention to and then um i can't shoot the difference beyond that you know (laughs) like (laughs) beyond that it's uh yeah it's you know very minor tweaking if anything and you know i'm i don't i'm not a guy who groups real good out at 80 yards anyway sure sure you know i'm i'm not gonna I'd be pretty nervous taking even 45 yard shot on a whitetail. So, yeah. you know, I've never shot a deer past 24, I think. Wow. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's what we've been working on. And then, uh, you know, so I, I was kind of starting to break down like the high end and the, the low end, although it's, it's still a pretty high end, I guess. Um, but the broadheads, we're trying to make as good of a fixed head as we can for the money. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, expensive broadheads out there that now that we're making them, um, we're realizing how affordably they can be made. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, aside from iron wheels made in America, they're, they're, you know, grade five titanium and hardened tool steel. Like that's, that's a, it's a pretty unbeatable value even at a hundred bucks for three. Mm-hmm. But, um, ours, ours should be closer to like. Um, like 60 bucks, 20 bucks a head ish is the goal. Um, and it's a, it's a broadhead built to your specs. So, um, there's, you know, you can pick what size blade and cutting diameter you want. You can pick if you want a bleeder or no bleeder. Um, there's like a, a bleeder delete insert. You can pull that blade out and just put something else in, in its place. So there's not a hole, but it weighs the same amount. Oh, nice. Okay. So you can shoot it as
0: a two blade or a four blade. Basically this is the one that I'm holding right now is the, the, that's the big one. Okay.
1: Yep. And, uh, yeah. So the smaller blades will be like seven eighths of an inch cut. Um, then the bigger ones will be like an inch and a half close to an inch and a half. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. you'll, You'll be able to build a broadhead in the website. You know, as a two-blade, a four-blade, big cut, little cut, and then they'll come how you want them. Dude, that's awesome. I'll <laughs> tell
0: you what I really like about about this broadhead that I'm holding right now. What do you know? What it's going to be called? Do you have a name?
1: No. Okay. We
0: don't. All right. You got Bro- an idea? Uh, I don't have any <laughs> ideas. Uh, you can call it the Wisconsin Sportsman Special. No. Um, so what I really like about this head is with those with those, re- I'm guessing replaceable. Yes. Blades, right? So, yep. What are what am I looking at for replacement bra- blades as far as cost?
1: a Couple bucks. Okay, oh, yeah. so as cheap as possible. Yeah, and so not bad. All the blades are S seven tool steel, heat treated, cryo treated. They're gonna be, you know, the best head you could possibly get at yeah. sixty bucks. Yeah, a pack. Dude, that's, that's that's the goal.
0: That's awesome. I you know I, I think in the broadhead world, a lot of guys have taken that. Um, you get what you pay for thing a little bit too far. And the assumption has been, and I'm guilty of this last year. My assumption was if I spend a bunch of money on broadheads, they're going to be good heads and they're going to hold up. But I had a specific broadhead last year. I shot three animals with, and each of the three broadheads came back, just chewed up. I mean, like I sent it through a wood chipper. There was sure it wasn't just that the blade didn't hold sharpness. It was the blade didn't, come back. Like I didn't get all of it back. I mean, yeah.
1: they're <laughs> giblets of the Part blade of gone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Huge chunks of it. So like, right. I can't even sharpen this out of the blade first. Right. One. And, and they're not replaceable blade heads. So they're, you know, I'm just out, you know, out of luck. Yeah. And on top of that, I, I like to shoot my broadheads at targets as well. Yeah. And man, sharpening some of the, the heads that are sure. out there is not easy. I mean, it takes and they, they show you these YouTube videos. Oh, just throw it in this little jig, and slide it over some sandpaper, and you're great. No, you're not.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. It's not. It is, especially with uh, I know which broadhead you're talking about, and they're all curved blades. We're using the ones that I was were straight. using. I was using the straight ones.
0: Yeah, but even <laughs> even with that, I had a, a a difficult time. So with with these broadheads, they're they're replaceable blades. They look like you could probably sharpen them a time or two if you
1: wanted. Yeah, so, so curved blades get a bad rap because they're so hard to resharpen, yep. but the advantage of a concave blade like that is that um, you're making a bigger hole than the actual cut, cutting diameter of the head. Interesting, okay. So it's it's for the sake of making as big of a hole as possible. Like straight blades, um, me- mechanically perfect. Um, Curve Curved blades, when they're concave like that and they swoop out, um, you're just gonna you're just gonna leave a massive hole okay yeah. yeah that's the that's the idea with that one um to be as small in flight as possible but as big in cutting as possible yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah man yep. these these look these look fantastic any they're idea gonna be cool when we can expect you can put it on that oh yeah and that holds the bleeder in when you cinch it down Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to give dates because we've made some changes lately. And so we're doing one final round of prototyping to get the strength just right, but should be a very robust system and unbeatable for the price. And, you know, part of, part of that is being direct to consumer. Like we don't have to split margins with a retailer or, you know, with anybody, you know, we want to pass that on to the customer and give the best tool for the best price as possible. Um, Part of that, too, though, is, uh, you know, in, in developing our own heads and stuff, it's really shocking to see what people charge, what other companies charge for broadheads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When now we know what it costs to make them. Yeah. Certain mechanical broadheads that come to mind, even some of the, the less expensive fixed heads. But um, I, I think of a few companies, companies specifically that, you know, um, they pay less than a dollar a head to make these things. Oh, you know, no and then the you know, of course, it's going to retail. There's a lot of people that need to get paid off it. Yeah, but you know, you're gonna pay thirty nine to forty four dollars a three pack. Wow. And they're essentially disposable. Like that's one shot, right? Yeah. So, it's kind of it's been an eye opening experience, and just the way things are going with the internet, and you know, uh, shops have been so much a big part of, you know, the archery. Um, industry for so long, but I think they're becoming less so. And I know a lot of them have closed through COVID. And so we're just trying to, trying to provide like a real solution through the internet because yeah. that's where that's where everything's going. Yep. So for sure. I don't know. It's been a very interesting experience learning to, learning to do all this.
0: <laughs> hey guys, just want to take a quick minute to let you know that this episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast is brought to you by Tacticam. As many of you know i've really gotten into filming my hunts over the last two years and i especially love filming my turkey hunts this spring i'm going to be running the tacticam 5.0 and the tacticam 5.0 wide cameras i plan to have the 5.0 mounted to my bow stabilizer with the 5.0 wide looking back at my blind to get great second angle footage the 5.0 and the 5.0 wide deliver 4k 30 frame per second resolution in a weatherproof package There's also a remote that you can get for them so that you can operate these cameras with just the click of a button. And to make it even better, they offer tons of mounts and accessories made specifically with hunters and anglers in mind. If you're hoping to capture your hunting memories to share with friends, family, and loved ones, check out the Tacticam 5.0 and the Tacticam 5.0 Y today at www.tacticam.com. Share your hunt with Tacticam. You, You just hit on something really interesting for me. Um, is that whole idea with, um, you're kind of taking a service that, that the small mom and pop shop in town might've used to do. And there, I think there are a lot of people that are going to, um, maybe not like part of that. Yeah. Um, the other side of that is though, um, I've been really unhappy with a lot of, (laughs) mom and pop shops and, yeah. and what they've done or what they've sent me out the door with. Right. Sure. I mean, just, yeah. you know, I, I, I just end up really sad. I end up going home and trying to fix the, the issues myself or just frustrated or, yeah. you know, whatever. And I don't get the, the service that I want necessarily out of those shops. And, yeah. and at the same time, I think an advantage for you guys and why I, I wanted to come back and have you on the podcast again, you're right here in Wisconsin. Yeah. Right. Like we're not taking, mom and pop shop money and sending it to X,
1: Y, Z gigantic aero brand. Yeah, right? for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and man, keeping it in Wisconsin has been a whole uh, roller coaster experience as well, because we did experiment with uh, shipping out pallets full of components um, overseas mm. and have them assembled and we could have a dozen arrows perfectly four-fledged for three bucks. Wow. You know, and it costs many times that in the U.S. with U.S. labor. And, you know, our, our staff, everybody's, you know, at least in their mid-20s to, to mid-30s. And, you know, they got to they have a real job, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it, it uh, but we've tried to make things more efficient. And make them cheaper that way, yep instead of for sure. um just you know <clears throat> grinding through with the bits and burgers and you know working on machinery to fletch arrows, working on machinery to sort for straightness, things like that, yeah, and uh it's coming along, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, man you we'll guys did uh,
0: what's that we'll keep it in Wisconsin, there you go, yeah, you do what you can anyway, right yeah. right uh so you guys recently had a hog hunt right down yeah. in Texas, so oh, man dude. Are we Were we using a lot of these new components, I'm guessing, down there? Yeah,
1: it was all the new stuff. Um, all right, so what's the what's the feedback? Who all was it? It was you? Me and Ben from the Vector team. Okay. And then uh, Sam Solholt yep. and his brother Josh Solholt from okay. Public Land Tees. Yep. They're good buddies. Um, and then uh, Ben Fournier runs the ranch okay. down there. And he's a guy that has kind of been an internet friend, and we've sent him prototypes of things to go shoot hogs with because he he manages about 500 acres in texas and it's got a bunch of exotics on it like you know fallow bucks or fallow deer black buck um oryx uh he's got red stag in there Anyways, a lot of fun critters to see you see wildlife like constantly in there that's cool you know and 500 acres like it felt it felt big but you know you couldn't see all of it once yeah you know, so Um, but he's got like something like 400 pigs on 500 acres. Oh man. That should not be there, you know, and and people don't realize like a full grown male hog can root up 10 acres in a night, Yep, you know? Yep. Um, so it's a catastrophic problem. And so he lets us come down there and, you know, just crash at the house, go shoot pigs every night. And it's a blast. (laughs) So, (laughs) and if, and if YouTube is correct.
0: Uh, hogs are the only thing to test your broadheads on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. They, they, they offer a very similar experience to whitetail because I mean, it's, there's not much sport in it. It doesn't do the same thing for me as like deer hunting. Sure. Um, because you just put out a, a big pile of bait, corn soaked in Kool-Aid and yeast so they can just smell it forever. Um, and it's real sweet, you know, and you know, they come in in a group of 30 pigs. Yeah. And as long as you don't hit one in the spine, so it squeals, they don't run away when you shoot one. So you just keep shooting one after the other. That's what happened in that video. You're probably talking about shot. I had five arrows and I kept shooting pig after pig to where I was like, man, I'm going to run out of arrows and there's still going to be pigs sitting there. I'm going to wait for (laughs) two of them to line up, try to shoot two pigs with one arrow. And then uh, got down on the ground to pick up some of my arrows because got pass-throughs on, I think, four out of five of those. And then more pigs started coming into the feed. I could hear them coming in. So I just got like 10 yards to the side of the bait on the ground, and it was almost pitch dark at that point. A whole other group of pigs comes in, and I shoot a shoot a smaller one at like point blank in the dark. So that was, that was number six. So that was a lot of fun. Um, pig, pigs do have big heavy bones and, uh, super gristly fat and hair. I mean, just wiry hair. So if you're gonna, you know, if you break stuff on a pig, you know, you know what to work on. And it's kind of our off season too. So like we don't get a lot of deer hunting time in the fall. Cause we're building so many arrows oh, yeah. that time of year. Yep. So it's kind of like a, whew, we made it through another busy season thing, go down to Texas and nice. kill hogs in February. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And that's cool. And how did, yeah. how, how did you feel with the performance of, of the gear coming back? Everything was pretty much perfect. Um, heat treating tool steels is kind of finicky. Cause you're, you're battling things being extremely hard, but brittle mm. or extremely soft and hard to, hard to snap, but then it doesn't have a good edge retention. Okay. So there's like a sweet spot we're trying to find. And you, you keep changing the heat treat and cryo treatment recipe yep. to get it just right. So, so uh, like the, the failures we had were just bleeders snapping off cause they were a small blade that was vented a little too much. Okay. And then just dialing in the heat treat. But um, overall, everything pretty much was perfect. This uh, one-piece component that we're replacing the two-piece system with was just outstanding. And and that was was a funny thing, too, because we were, were, uh, as many people are, worried about having an aluminum part on an arrow. Yep. You know, obviously, everything should be a steel or titanium for the utmost confidence and things not bending or breaking. Yep. But... Uh, We thought by eliminating weak, weak points in that system that aluminum would suffice. So to test, you know, to the utmost our design and take pressure off of a material, we prototyped everything in magnesium as well, which was even lighter than aluminum, was much softer than aluminum. But we thought, let's get the drawing perfect by using a inferior material. Yeah and then so and make it work so that going to aluminum made it feel like an upgrade yeah yeah for sure so yeah i shot shot some pigs with the aluminum piece but i also got one with a magnesium uh component and it was perfectly fine held up well hard hard quartering two shot on a 240 pound hog no bending wow no break that was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah, man, that's super exciting. That was fun. That's great. That's great. Uh,
0: so, looking as far as, um, looking as far as what what's to come with the, t- tell me about the Z- the ZMR arrow. So I know yeah. you had you had a bunch of guys shooting those last fall. Yeah, they performed pretty well. Very. Uh, good. I got to talk with uh, Casey Smith uh, from the Element. No way. And that's uh, awesome. He mentioned that he they were. Super impressed with was it him or Tyler that was shooting the ZMR?
1: I think Tyler shot the ZMR, yeah. And he wanted he shot, a bit lighter arrow, yeah. Um, Casey shot the HMR now, they're kind of you know experimenting again, and uh, but they'll probably both shoot a variety of them depending yeah. on the application. So, yeah, um, but it doesn't have to be that technical for most people, it's just the HMR is heavy, the ZMR is kind of a mid weight, so like for myself, I'm 27 and a half inch draw I shoot a little under 70 pounds I'll call it 70 um 125 grain head so if I plug those numbers into the HMR I get like a 580 grain arrow okay yeah pretty darn heavy um but you know the advantage is it blows through everything you know penetration is of no concern um but with the ZMR my arrow is like 460. So at 460 grains it's like um it's still a heavy arrow relative to what most people are used to. Yeah. But something a bit more appropriate for taking longer shots. If you're in open country or out West, like that's kind of the, the use case that we thought of mm-hmm. in developing that. It's just, it's very similar hardware, very similar carbon, you know, to the HMR. They're just ones lighter. Yeah. And are there, are
0: there any trade-offs as far as uh, performance that you're going to find between the HMR and the ZMR?
1: Yeah. The, the ZMR, um, so carbon is measured in tonnage. So like a very low T rating carbon is going to be heavy and low modulus and very hard to break. And that's what the HMR is. Okay. And the ZMR is a slightly more high modulus carbon, which makes it lighter while being the same stiffness, but you give away some of that unbreakable nature. So, um, we broke more ZMRs in testing than we were expecting because we've been so spoiled with the HMR. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's still not like I used to break arrows, you know, with, you know, any other high modulus carbon uh, shaft, you know, so and that's what's dominant in the archery world right now. Yeah, it's most arrow companies want to make as high of a modulus uh, carbon arrow as they reasonably can because it makes it light but stiff. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, you know, for so long, light has been the goal because that's how you get speed. Yeah. And everything is sold on speed, like you know, the the new Matthews bow shoots. 345 feet per second right yeah like those ibo ratings and things like um but you know nobody's gonna actually get that out of their bow anyway yeah when they build an arrow for it like if you're shooting 260 to 280 you pretty much that's fps you know with a with an arrow that flies good and has a really sharp broadhead on the front you're probably just fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're going (laughs) to
0: trajectory wise. Yeah. 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 You're going to, you're going to be just fine when when it comes to that. So yeah, I, I made the switch last year. I think I said last time uh, when we talked to much, much heavier arrows, notice some trajectory issues, Uh, not upsetting because I don't shoot past 30 yards anyway at a deer, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, if I'm trying to stretch it out when I'm practicing out to 50, 60, 70 yards, boy, that, That pin gap is becomes dramatic and it's really not as dramatic out out to 30 as I thought it would be um but once you get beyond that then it's like
1: okay now it starts to drop real hard yeah 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 so it really to me it's not even about you know the ZMR being a western arrow it's just about how you shoot how you're comfortable you know I'd probably set up a beginner with the HMR personally like yeah somebody else on the vector team the same question that probably gave you a different answer but for me I'd rather give you know a beginner or just most whitetail hunters in general not that they're beginners but because of the way that we hunt I'd rather give them a heavier arrow yeah because we're not really taking those shots past 30 um and you know when uh when you shoot a heavy arrow with a good head you can you have more opportunities like you can take a quartering two shot with a lot of confidence <laughs> yeah for sure so for sure yeah man so when it when it comes to
0: the zmrs one of the things i really liked about the hmrs was looking at them and seeing how thick that how thick that wall was uh okay. on the arrow now are the zmrs
1: as thick um in side diameter slightly less slightly less I think. yep okay. so that comes with the the slightly higher modulus carbon is you give up a little bit of that thick wall effect, but it's still okay. more than you would see on something like, like a victory VAP or something like that. It's yeah. still thicker. Yeah. A lot okay. more stout, harder, harder to break in our experience than like a, an axis. Okay. Um, I don't know how much I should give specific names of things, but we compared it to a lot of products that, you know, we used, before, we'd probably use again if Vector went under, you know, yeah, they're yeah. great arrows. You know, yeah. Victory makes great arrows. The Axis is probably one of my favorites. Like, so, you know, man, just tried to really focus on those things that mean the most to a customer and make it as, you know, accessible as possible, whether price or process. So, yeah, yeah, it's really kind of the things that we have tried to pay attention to. Nice. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears just a little
0: bit. What are your uh, what are plans for moving forward with Vector? I mean, I know we've got new products coming out, but you know, what's uh, last time I had you on, I asked you a similar question, and
1: and you were like, "Well, there's some secret things," and uh, but so wh- yeah. where are we at? Yeah, so um, probably secret things. Last time we talked, were this partnership with Ironwell, yeah. broadheads of our own. Um, there's there's I think four or five more arrows that we want to build that are kind of specific use cases that we have prototyped including uh, a target target specific arrow kind of um for indoor and 3d like those are those are practices best uh with a, an arrow built for it you know yep. you're not going to take your hunting arrow and go win competitions um well I mean some people do. People are doing it with the hammer. <laughs> yeah. People are, you know, smoking everybody at three D tournaments with that's crazy. you know, six hundred grain arrows. Cause they're very forgiving. But yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I can't do it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, building building a couple more arrows for specific use cases and then uh the heads is big. We've got uh another head past that one that's that's uh prototype number two should be here or yeah one and a half i don't know how to say it because we don't talk about it ever externally but um is that the secret thing i'm holding in my hand no that's no. that's the other blade size oh, okay yeah so because you can build the the variable blade system gotcha okay. head gotcha in in a number of sizes but there's a single piece machined head also coming gotcha that okay. we're trying to iron out some of the details on and try to make that one even cheaper yeah it's just good you know sometimes we get into a conversation where it's like oh man if we pull this off like everyone's gonna hate us because they (laughs) won't be able to sell like their thing against it anymore because it's gonna be you know the same price or a little cheaper yeah but like so much better yeah and a lot of that's material used or you know yeah i don't know wow we'll see what happens yeah. there's there's a lot of a lot of ideas but um really focusing on in the next several months to building and growing our support team um which right now is totally remote you know guys in other states who clock in and answer questions for people who need to get their stuff tuned up you know and and that's, that's hard to do remotely because, you know, like we were saying, it's, it's such a hands-on manual thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they've been able to do it with, uh, surprising success so far. So wow, we'll see how, how well we can build a remote tech support for bow hunters, dude, you know, that's the way to go, man. Process and Get, system. <laughs> you, you need to have it
0: where we, I can have a guy on speed dial and just, man, when I'm having trouble, just quick call them up.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much I should should say, but we we're toying with like appifying it. Oh, yeah. You know, so that you could, you know, take a video clip of yourself shooting or something like that and and have have remote support know exactly what you're doing, know exactly what's going on, you know. Dude, that's cool. And with iPhones, you know, all phones pretty much now shooting such slow motion, yeah. you can see what's happening to an arrow. Yeah pretty cool so um that that's uh that's a lot of stuff to figure out i mean it is and we kind of we kind of thought at one point like oh man we just built a calculator that builds you know perfect arrow for any bow hunter it's like cool it's all downhill from here you know but that was dumb yeah because it's not you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like tech tech tools are really hard to build yeah and uh well and then, and there are lots of different hills yeah, you don't see any of the problems coming. You don't know what you don't know. Goodness gracious! So, yeah, if you're using certain browsers, even it won't, you know, it won't tell you what your arrow's going to weigh. Like, yeah, you know. But you know, maybe stop using Internet Explorer ninety eight. You know, whatever it is. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. Yeah, it's let that <laughs> let that one die, a
0: slow and peaceful death. Just let it right. go. But, so, man. well, big we're plans learning.
1: for the spring, you guys. Bear hunting, turkey hunting. Yeah, we've got either one or two black bear hunts between the team. We'll get those filmed if they, if they are um, happening. Um, the one for sure is in Idaho. Ben's got a tag in Idaho. Oh, nice. Um, so he's a guy we'll, you'll see on camera a lot more. Um, but we don't want to, like, go do the, the typical, like, Hunting video stuff because yeah. it's already just freaking everywhere. It is like Nebraska Part One, Nebraska Part Two. It's yeah. like, you know, there's so much content like that on the internet already with people who are better hunters and better scouters <laughs> than us. Like, well, and people who we, probably have more
0: time too. We got mean, a lot we're...
1: more time, yeah. And you know, hunting season is our is go time for us, so that's when we're busiest. So the spring season is gonna turn into a lot of lab, lab time, you know, for us, which, you know, we're, we're trying to develop content in the direction of being more tech focused. Yeah. And if there's hunting involved, it's for a reason. Yeah. It's like paying close attention to failures and things like that. So yeah, that, that's the idea. So that yeah. with Blackberry, you know, they don't bleed a lot. Yeah. Um, they're, they're anatomically, uh very different than a deer you know so so the the lab focus there is how can our big uh big cut broadhead here make as good of a as big of a hole in a black bear as possible and actually get a good blood trail would be would be the the win there you yeah know? so yeah that yeah we'll see turkeys though got a couple turkey tags I never apply for anything on time, so I've got late turkey tags. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, yeah, in the fall, you know, a bunch of us here have got elk plans and, you know, all kinds of stuff. I think Ben might go do a goat hunt in British Columbia. Um, You know, it's it's hard to pick what to do because we've got so many customers now that we've spent a lot of time on the phone with and you know, feel like we're friends and then we'll go hunt and so <laughs> we get invited to do things like that's how we met Ben with the ranch in Texas. It's like, um, you know, just, you just meet people and make your plans and it's hard to pick which one you want to go do. And oh, with, yeah. a, with a young family, especially. Yeah, for sure. So I might get my chance to go out West, uh, in the fall, but I try to keep it close to home cause we're, we're building the business and it's very demanding. Yep, so. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: uh, is, is there um, with the uh, all the the stuff that you guys have going on for the spring and with with new products coming out? One of the things that uh, we talked about last time, and I want to just highlight again for guys that are like, man, it's it's time to make the switch, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're recording this in April. Okay. Yeah. It's time for people to start thinking about their fall arrows, like right now. Oh yeah. Right, like, should I should I call you in August and be like, hey, can you have these to me by September? <laughs> like,
1: yeah. So as we get closer to the end of summer, early fall, the lead time will go up. Um, last year, it got up to like five weeks. Yeah. Um, and at some point, we were, you know, over a thousand orders in the hole that we were going to have <laughs> to build by hand. You know, so on average, between dozen and half dozen that. Equates to about 10,000 arrows, you know, that we sold saying, Hey, a couple week lead time, but not being too specific because we didn't know how long it would take. And that was, that was honestly really dumb. You know, we should have just said it was sold out Mm. and hindsight's 2020, but, um, right now we're using all the slow time a year to just stock up so that then we're not fletching arrows. We've just got tens of thousands on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so we can just pull a set of fleshed arrows, cut them to length, glue the insert, and rock goes on the dry it. rack, gets shipped the next day, you wow. know, and that, that'll help us keep lead time down. So we shouldn't have the same problem, or at least it shouldn't be as big, <laughs> but uh, we've also grown a lot and we have more products to ship now. So, yeah, you know, it's a startup. It's very, it's a very, uh, you know, labor intensive process to to build these things. So, um, I don't know what to expect, but if you want to wait a lot less, yeah. Order arrows now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go ahead and get on that. I got to say, I do appreciate this about, about you guys. I feel like with a, with a small business, you know, just a couple of guys, I feel like there could be a lot of temptation to just get into it, to build our calculator, to have our HMRs going out. People are happy with them, right? Like Mm -hmm. nobody's upset when they get their HMRs. Nope. So, except for maybe that one in 2000 that couldn't get them to tune or, yeah. or whatever, but like people are happy with it. It would have been really easy to just say, okay, there we go. And just kind of sit on your hands and, and wait a couple of years. But you guys have kept pressing forward. Like, yeah, I you've mean, kept pushing the envelope saying, what's next? What else can we build? What can we do? What can we do better? And I, I've really liked that about y'all because it, it's not been like how can we get into this game so that we can get that part of the market too? How can we do (laughs) this broadhead so that we can get that part of the market too? But you're saying, how can I do that better than everyone else is doing it?
1: Yeah. Better or easier. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're dreamers, you know, we are very visionary couple guys, I guess. And, They might, they might point most of that towards me, I guess, but I just get, I get bored pretty fast and (laughs) you know, I can't, I can't not be like building something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. ZMR is about done. That'll go to market in a few weeks here and then we'll be just right on to making the next thing. We, we want this to be, you know, an arrow company, not just a company that makes one arrow, you know, so heads, components, Knocks, making our own Nox, making our own everything. Yeah. Yeah. Very then, cool. Along with tech tools that make hard things easier for bow hunters, you know, because um, it's like you said, like, you know, a lot of bow hunters don't tinker all summer and get everything perfect. And, you know, most of my friends and family who are into this, they, they are... Successful because they're great hunters not because they're great tinkerers yeah know? that's right and so just keep that focus you know we need to give hunters what they need to be confident in their equipment they don't need to know all the nitty-gritty they just need to know what happens when when they do their part and get on a great deer and punch a trigger yeah just need to know that <laughs> need to know that it's going to work yeah right? yeah know. so need to know that's going to work yep well, trying to make it simple
0: yeah. Awesome, man. Well, where can folks go if they want to, uh, get in touch with you? What, what if they, so one of the things that I have always felt a little weird about when it comes to buying hunting stuff is like, yeah. and I'm going to order this online sight unseen. Like I feel weird about it. I want to touch it. I want to, or talk to somebody or something. If somebody wants to just like reach out, what's the best way to do that?
1: Um, info at okay. is the, is a great email to, um, get a quick response. Um, don't call the phone number on the website, yep, yeah don't do that <laughs> we just we just get buried in phone calls, yeah, so for sure um email and then um if it's not a simple fix, then you'll get a phone call and we'll get it all taken care of but vector dot com um and uh yeah pretty much uh vector dot com instagram vector arrows sweet just uh get a hold of us there, instagram or through the support email' cause, um and that's another thing that's fairly seasonal, you know, it's a little, it gets a little nutty in the fall, Yeah. but do your setup now, get, get comfortable, have your arrows ready to practice in the yard and however you do that, whether you go shoot events or, um, you know, 3d with your hunting setup, which is super great, helpful practice, like, or just, uh, you know, don't want to wait that long or. Potentially wait till the last minute. That's that's not how. That's not what makes Vector uh, work any better for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think that you know,
0: guys are never going to be kicking themselves because they got their arrow setups tuned and dialed in too early.
1: No. You know.
0: Yeah, for sure. Nobody's gonna be like, man, bummer. It's July, and I'm totally happy.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and you don't have to go get a bunch of them either. Just get a half dozen now. You can always order the same thing later because you just build make an account on the Vector website. You can go in there and see what you ordered last time. Just click order more and yep. it would be the same thing. So you're not trying to build them the same as last time. or you know, I, I remember just feeling like every time I made a new set of arrows, I got to Building a new sight tape or sight in my bow all over again because yep. you know they're different, but that's another thing we're just trying to make easy. Yeah, repeatability, so, man. Yeah, I remember that panic. You get down to like three arrows foot. and you're
0: like, oh crap.
1: Like, oh yeah, for sure. I last at least half the season every year with like not a full quiver. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, because it's like I'm not no. going down
0: that rabbit hole right now. No I don't have time, right? For yeah. sure. Sweet. Well, Isaac, thanks for coming on the show again. I appreciate it, and we'll keep in touch, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Big thanks to our title sponsor, Tacticam. Big thanks to Isaac Smith for coming on the show and sharing more about Vector Arrows. Really looking forward to getting my hands on some of those and shooting them this fall. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff so that you can help us continue to grow this thing. And uh, hey, until next time, get outside and enjoy the tremendous resource that is ours as Wisconsin sportsmen.